Hello and welcome to the Hennessy Podcast, episode number 14. My name is Alex, the self-proclaimed host, and I'm here with Nathan, the also self-proclaimed host. How's it going, everybody? We are juiced and ready to go. We are juiced. It's great to be back. It is good to be every, back. Every week that goes by that we're not doing the podcast, I always like miss it, and then it that's then it's recording time, and I'm like, wow. Yeah. We're having a great time again. Yeah, and we've got a lot to talk about. Lots to talk about. Action-packed per usual. We we only do action-packed episodes here. Uh, but first things first, just a little roadmap of where we're going today. We're going to do some Hennessy updates, of course. We're going to talk about Amelia Island, which was last weekend. And Amelia Island was awesome. The Venom F5 public debut. Very cool. And then we're going to talk some industry talk. A couple cool vi- vehicles that honestly are going to be heavily uh, debated and praised, really. And then um, and we'll wrap it up. So lots of cool stuff. Uh, but first things first, of course, we want to dedicate and acknowledge this podcast to Memorial Day weekend. And uh, we want to remind everyone the real reason why we have Memorial Day. Uh, well, Hennessy as a company is a very proud supporter of the U.S. military. And we want to acknowledge those who have made the ultimate sacrifice uh this weekend so yep our hats off to those yeah folks absolutely and also this podcast is sponsored by turtle box audio so turtle box audio is a very cool company founded by four fellow houstonians they needed and created a waterproof speaker it is the loudest waterproof speaker that you can buy it's pretty awesome and uh, they are the sponsor of this podcast. So check out turtleboxaudio.com and give them a look and a listen. And I think you might want one. So without further ado, let's get right into it. What are some of the Hennessy updates that we got going on? Well, I think the biggest one is the Elephant TRX. Um, that is so close to being done. And I hear it just about every day. It's hard not to hear that car. Uh, it's so loud, so raw, and just the ultimate truck, right? So um, we're looking for you guys to give us some ideas about what you might want to see that go head-to-head with on our test track and proving grounds. And then just basically, what would you want to see us do with that truck? I mean, it's, it is the ultimate truck. Um, so what are some, some fun ideas where we could take it, things to do, send them in? Send your ideas in to podcast at HennessyPerformance.com. Once, one more time, podcast at HennessyPerformance.com. We're looking forward to fielding some of your questions and ideas, what we should do with the Elephant TRX. And if you haven't seen and you don't know what we're talking about, we actually swapped a Elephant engine, which is a 1,000 horsepower, 426 cubic inch Hemi, into a Ram TRX. So we went from 707 stock horsepower to a thousand horsepower and we're actually going to tweak it even a little bit past that as usual per usual turn it up to 11 how could we not so that truck is mechanically complete and we are doing the tuning r&d phase of it it's making dyno pulls and a little bit of background knowledge nathan hears that truck every day because he works in one of the coolest parts of the building and it's the design studio of course because you're the director of design and that's conveniently located right above both <laughs> dino cells. It is conveniently located. <laughs> and there's really no sound insulation. Yeah, well, there is, but it wouldn't matter. Yeah. That, I mean, it's it's the vehicles loud. that we do around here, which we love, they are very loud, they're raw, 
and they shake you to your core. Yes. But that's why we love that's them. That's why we love them. They're excitement. Smiles per gallon. It's but you awesome. know what else I get to hear what? every day? Just about? The Venom F5. The Venom F5. Oh, so man. that's not bad, that too. That sweet. It, it is sweet. sweet. It is sweet. And speaking of which... Speaking of... We just came back from an incredible weekend where we got to publicly debut the Venom F5 for the first time since its worldwide digital debut on December 15th of last year. And I have to say that the excitement, the positivity around the public seeing that car for the first time was definitely, I mean, it was electric and I just feel like it was so well received. We're so, everyone who came out, first of all, everyone who came to that event, whether it was Cars and Coffee or um, the Concours event on Sunday, thank you guys so much for coming up and talking to us, for coming to check out the car um, we enjoyed talking to every single one of you and telling you more about the car, having you look inside of it, see the engine, hear it fire up because we did that a lot. Um, it was just a really good time. And I'm, I, I know that I, for me and for the whole Hennessy team, it was kind of like, in many ways, the culmination of this whole project and finally bringing it for, for everybody to see. And so that was really special. What do you think about it? Certainly special. It was very cool to see years of hard work for a lot of people, uh, a lot of investment of money and time and resources, blood, sweat, and tears come to fruition. Mm -hmm. And people have seen the car, but thus far it was only private. And, and really it was only people that wanted to see the car. So it's either employees that of course wanted to see it, or it was potential customers, yeah, customers. that were coming in to see uh -huh. the car. Yeah. Other than that, no one in the public or no one per se that didn't want to see it or like didn't know about it w was able to see it. So first time for that. And it was awesome to see that all come together and see those reactions, like you said, mm -hmm. of people who, you know, some of them didn't know what it was. Some mm -hmm. of them haven't heard of us, which is awesome. Yeah. It was great to see raw, natural uh, reactions that have no predisposition of anything mm -hmm. yeah and so, then and then you know like we've experienced as you said privately and internally everyone you know kind of globally was now able to to see an right. experience for themselves which is the simple fact that like was with most things pictures don't do right the, the, whatever it is justice correct and so when you see um the f5 which is something that has had an incredible deal of an incredible amount of, of thought, time, effort, like you said, resources put into it in, in the flesh. It's completely different to seeing it online. And, um, yeah, it was just, it was just great to be able to share that with everyone really enjoyed it. It was, um, super life giving. And so we're, we're definitely, um, we had a great time and, uh, we can't wait to, to show it more. I guess the next time yeah. we'll be at, uh, Pebble Drum Beach, roll. right? Pebble Beach, Monterey yeah. Car Week, Quail. Yeah, so stay tuned for that. We'll be talking more about that in the future. Um, yeah, it's so, fun validation to have yeah. a lot of different people. Uh, some were potential customers, some were fans, some were people that had no idea what it was. But the, but the overwhelming reaction was completely positive, Yeah, beautiful, elegant. Mm -hmm. Look how cool that is. Wow, mm -hmm. wow, wow. Mm -hmm. So super, super awesome. Yeah. And then just to be able to hear too, like you said, just to add to that list, industry um, professionals that, that we highly respect 
come and basically say, hey, this this is amazing. You know, this looks great. Some um, unreal industry mm-hmm. specialists. Uh, to name a couple, Jim Farley, CEO of Ford, came by. Him and John are uh, John Hennessy are are close and. Jim Farley loved the car. He thought it was beautiful, awesome. I mean, that's the CEO of Ford. That's pretty cool. Mark Royce stopped by, who's the president of General Motors. Uh, he loved the car. He thought it was beautiful, elegant, etc. cetera. Uh, and there were some other industry leaders like that, uh, just some big names that just, I mean, that you, you can't help but love that thing. Mm-hmm. And it's it's great. It's It's really cool to have those type of people validate the hard work that, you know, us and the rest of our team and John Hennessy have been pouring into for many years. Yeah. And I, I have to feel John's not here today, but I have to feel like for him it was like surreal. Yeah. I do. So mm-hmm. pretty pretty yeah, cool. Really special. Cool. Yep. Um, okay, well, on the theme of Amelia Island, there were some amazing cars. Uh well, really at, at both days, Saturday and Sunday. But you and I, uh before dinner on friday when we got there got to um really have a a kind of an interesting experience by seeing some really special cars in a parking garage just kind of kind of randomly there at the ritz carlton is basically where this event is held and it's kind of on the golf course and stuff but the ritz is a cool place of course the ritz carlton draws uh crowds that potentially have cool cars and of course this event draws even more of that and the night before the event we're walking around and there's this parking garage of people who are show participants or fans uh, or people that have cool cars that were coming to the event and we got this up close personal intimate nobody else was in the garage opportunity to look at some absolute legends mm-hmm which was very cool. I've seen a few of these cars yeah. before, but it was cool to just kind of get them to yourself. Get them to yourself. And on top of that, after the year that we've been through of not being around any of this, I think that kind of heightened. Definitely. It just in general, not only for this time, but for Saturday, for Sunday, it just made everything so much sweeter because yes. we've really been denied it for over a year now. Yeah, which so, has been weird because I feel like for a long time, I definitely took that stuff for granted yeah where i was like oh whatever it's just another like f40 uh-huh. i've seen it at 40s right but this time i was like first time for a while that i was actually very excited to see some of these cars yeah so you mentioned one one yeah, was so f40 f40 i mean that was just chilling out looking mm-hmm. beautiful mm-hmm. in the garage looking used which was great yes to see. used like driven you know, driven yeah Oh man, and mm-hmm. F40 to me is is super legendary. It was one of the original cars that I had as a kid in model form. Same. I mean, who didn't, right? If you're a 90s kid and you didn't have an F40, I mean, what's wrong on. with you? <laughs> <laughs> so I totally agree. F40 is a manual twin turbo V8 yeah. and it's red Ferrari with red mm-hmm. seats. And I mean, how much cooler can you get? And it's a timeless cool looking aggressive style like it'll never not look good yeah i agree and the last car that um enzo ferrari blessed himself before he died so hard to get more you know special than that although the f50 which was conveniently parked nearby 
Um, with the top down. With the top down. Yeah. Just manual V12 from an F1 car. That yeah, V12. F1 engine. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. Which is why, and I'll go ahead and just put my cards on the table. Out of the two, I would take the F50. Yeah. We had this heavy debate. It's yeah. tough. I love the F40 so much. I think. I think the F40 looks cooler to me, just like instant reaction. I agree. But with it'd that. be so hard to not take a convertible manual V12. Yeah, that uh, well, still looks really good. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely does. Man, yeah, that's a tough one. But I'm gonna go F50. Never get tired of seeing those, and I think rightly so. They're starting to really appreciate in value. Yeah, which crazy. for a while they they weren't. But um, John was talking about a story about F40s, like I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, and he was talking to somebody about one. He's like, oh, yeah, they're $300,000. And he's like, I can't, yeah, I can't believe that. That's as much as a house. You know, and this was a different oh, time wow. for him and the business. And now you can't touch an F40 for less than one, two, one, five, yeah, something like that. Yeah, around there. That's unbelievable. Uh-huh. And, I, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know that uh, they'll ever get any lower. Oh, never, that. never. Even though they did make, they made quite a few. Um way more than say the Enzo or the LaFerrari. But anyway, um, there were some really neat Porsches there. Um, we found a, a C6R. That was a cool Which car. was pretty cool. C5. I, C5 excuse R. me, C5. C5 yeah, which I have that model of, which I got in Bowling Green. Yeah, when I so went to, cool. To, yeah, really, really cool. Lamar car. Uh-huh, Lamar car. Um, what else? There was, there was, there was a 356 uh, Porsche, which is always nice to see. An old a, Alpha uh, Grand Prix car yeah. was there. There's so many cars. Mm -hmm. I think we'll get into this topic later, but uh, Nathan has an amazing knowledge bank, of course, of car design and, and so many of the old cars. So it's very cool to walk around with you at those events because I feel like over the years, I've learned more about the old car subject, which mm -hmm. I don't have a natural propensity to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but learning more about it has in, has piqued my interest more. Although I'm still, you know, more of a modern guy, like post ninety, yeah, uh, car guy. But I, I still end up liking some of the old stuff. One other Porsche that caught my eye was one of the Gunther Works cars. Oh, which, oh my gosh! Man, if I, I had forgot about that. If one. I had half a million dollars to spend on a Porsche, yeah, I don't know between Singer and Gunther. Not that Singers are half a million, but. Some of them are, I guess, uh, but yeah, I thought I, they were. I, I, the Gunther's pretty sweet. Well, so now let's let's give a little backstory to that, because um, you might think, oh, what what is this Gunther or Singer nine eleven? Okay, these these two companies take a nine eleven from a specific series, whether it's um, nine nine three. I think is like the main one. Yeah, I feel like they're it's yeah the last air cooled gen. Yeah, I guess that is the main the main one. And then they basically just uh, t take every single part, nut and bolt, body yeah. panel, everything. You take the whole car down, strip it down. In the in the case of Gunther Works, it's not whole body car. Everything's yeah, carbon it's all, fiber. It's all carbon. Yeah. And then like in the case of Singer, you know, it's totally upgraded running gear. Um, I don't know what engine it runs but it's way more powerful than what it would have had you know back when it was new yeah um and it's really those cars are greater than the sum of their parts and that's why they're so expensive that's why they're so valuable um that i'll say i i think the the singer car 
and the Gunther car uh, 911s appeal to similar but different audiences. Would you agree? Like the Gunther, I feel like is a guy yeah. who's who's gonna potentially track that car. Right. I feel like the and singer, this, the singer, it's more of kind of like a back road Sunday. Yeah. Not to say that it's a slouch by any means, because it's an right. incredibly quick car. I definitely get that car. vibe. Yeah. Not that I own either. Yeah. But from or what I've driven either. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But from what I know about both uh-huh. companies, that's kind of the vibes that I get. Yeah. And you know what's interesting is. I think you would go with the Gunther. I would. And I would go with the Singer. Yeah. I <laughs> so. I think I probably would go with the Gunther. I've yeah, just seen so a cool. few Gunthers that just take my breath away. The first time we saw it was... McCall's. Was McCall's. Yeah, it was the last oh time we were at Pebble gosh. together. That was... That car And was, was that sweet. a Bear Carbon car? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, man. That was nice. Yeah. That was so nice. Yeah. Look, so, look both of them up. We, I want to know what you guys think yes. about Gunther Works versus Singer on, uh, you know... Uh, restoration restored is such a loose term Mm. but singer calls it singer reimagined so they kind of reimagined that generation of 9-11 so call it that we'll use their their trademark but uh let let us know what you think podcast at hennessyperformance.com uh which one you'd prefer yeah so when um the reason why we went into the garage in the first place is because we went looking for a very specific car and when we were pulling in to the Ritz to go to to, uh, to the event, we were pulling in and I saw the Ferrari Roma for the first time. And I thought, oh, okay, that's going to be cool to see. And then I saw an F50 pull into that garage. And I thought, okay, oh, wow, that's yeah. pretty cool. We getting, should go check cool. that out later. And then right after the F50, lo and behold, what did we see? But a McLaren F1. Boom. In a color that I'd never seen before in person or in pictures. And we went into the garage hunting this car because if you if you're if you're into cars and you have at all and you have an opportunity to see an F1, you have to take that opportunity. So we went looking for it, didn't find it, which makes sense because it's what twenty to thirty million dollar car. Yeah, it's not that much. But we did see it the next day. Uh, uh, well, not the next, with the day, but on Sunday. Open. Yeah, on Sunday, uh, the Concourse event with the doors open. Um, and wow, it, it you know that's a car that I never really get tired of, of seeing. I I think it's got a timeless design. The the history of it, the racing history of it, the fact that it's the uh you know the, the center seat, the three seat configuration. It's such an amazing car. Um, if you guys don't know anything about that one, which I'm I'm sure everyone does, go look it up. It's it's legendary. Yeah, it's it's. I think this is fair to say many people consider it to be the greatest car ever made. Yeah. Um, Manual V12 with the center seat position that holds three people. Yeah. It's pretty unique. Very. I unique. mean, I, I nothing like the nothing it. nothing like it. I don't think. I think the greatest car of all time argument gets skewed by the value, and we talked about this a little bit over the weekend. But I feel like if it didn't increase in value so much and wasn't worth 20 or 30 million, which market value is only determined by what people are willing to pay. But let's just assume that there was a thousand of them made, right? And they were not nearly as rare. If you put it next to an F40, which one looks cooler right off the bat? Just natural instinct. The F40 is more eye-catching. Like what? To me, I love the F1, but... oh. 
greatest car of all time is hard for me to swallow. I mm-hmm. don't know why. It went 240 like way before anything was going 240. And retained that f- until yeah, the Bugatti Veyron, basically, yeah. which is amazing. Well, I see I see your point, <sighs> but you yeah. can't you, you can't change history. Yeah. Because like I would I would say to your point, I'm pretty sure they had a problem moving those cars back when they were new. That's wild. And it is it is wild. But that it was just a different time. But is it just hype or is it really the greatest car of all time? We can't we have to I, drive it. I know. We have to Will we ever get to drive <laughs> no. a McLaren F1? Well, odds are I mean odds are probably not. Probably not. But that's tough just while odds, odds are better that we could ride in one. Yeah. Um, hey, if it's two passengers you and i yeah yeah okay so hey if anyone out there is a mclaren f1 owner come on alex and myself would love to end this debate once and for all yes so just we'll even have you on the podcast we have a third (laughs) microphone right here we'll have you as a mclaren f1 opportunity and i want you whoever you are listening that owns a mclaren f1 i want you to convince us that your mclaren f1 (laughs) is the greatest car of all time convince us yeah yeah by by your level of driving tenacity. Yeah, and by letting us ride in it and also <laughs> and drive. And Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, man. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> but you know what's cool? At, next to the F1, um, there were pr- some other pretty special cars. One of Crazy it was the C- uh, Mercedes CLK GTR. Oh, my Ooh. gosh. What a sick car. Wow. So... That, if you don't know about, if you don't oh, know man. what this is, look this up right now. Stop yeah. whatever you're doing, pull over on the side of the road and look up Mercedes CLK GTR because this car is epically legendary. It is no basically yeah, a no race car. Yes. It has a massive roof scoop. It looks like a Mercedes, which is awesome. It keeps their language. They made roadsters. They, they made roadsters, which is so cool. And it has a V12. Yep. It's a Le Mans car. And it has little baby doors. Little, yeah. They're tiny doors. And this one had tartan interior. Remember that? The cloth oh, yeah. leather seats? Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Man. What so special to see. Crazy. I'll never forget seeing a Roadster version of that in um, Carmel at Pebble Beach a couple of years ago. Just drive by casually. Yeah. And um, I almost flipped over the table trying to go <laughs> go see that and catch it. Because uh, there's five of them in the world. I mean, th- these yeah, cars, that guys, we're talking about the numbers are are so low. Um, Some other crazy cars: Porsche 959. I think I saw. Mm-hmm. Well, I know I saw the red one. There yeah, was a red yeah, 959, red but I think there was a couple more. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was the brand new. There was lots of Porsche 935s, old and new. Yeah, there were. Uh, but the new one, particularly to me, is so cool. It's actually in the argument for a question that we're about to get into of one of my favorites of the whole show, hmm. uh, looking at a picture of it right now, look up Porsche 935. Manny Koshman actually has one, and I love his livery. Does he still have it? Oh, did he sell it? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, I don't well, he know. had one. I think yeah. he still has it. Okay, cool. There was a 300 SL, of course, the famous Gullwing, which is actually my wife's favorite car. So I'm going to be I'm gonna be buying one of those very soon. <laughs> Congrats, uh, it's dude. only a million dollars so yeah, i good for you yeah i'll be buying it soon and then i think that's good the the actual star of the show the best car there is kind of a little bit unsuspecting but this is crazy how this works but this was the objective star of the show best car that was there and this is going to be a surprise to some people but it was actually a toyota supra <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> 
So you I'm, mean the car that you just sold yourself? Yeah, okay. I'm joking, but I'm also not joking. But there was a Toyota Supra there that was had a really cool story behind it. Uh, a family whose uh, the son owned the car. He unfortunately passed away. It's very sad. But the dad kept the car and completely every single nut and bolt restored it. And that car was there. And it is the uh, uh, being an ex now Supra owner, and it was a white car with carbon wing and everything, exactly basically like the car I just sold. And it was the cleanest example of a Mark IV Supra that I've ever seen. And it made like 1,200 wheel horsepower. So it might have been the fastest car at the show. It's the dream Supra. Yeah. I don't, I don't think you could ever want a, a better one. Right. Because a lot of them, I mean, that are really set up just for drag times, I don't like the look of so much. Yeah. But this one still had a streetable look Definitely. to it and, and set up. Um, man, it was it was so nice. And yeah, fastest car there. I'm trying to think of I think something so. that could beat it. Yeah. I, yeah, I didn't see a Sharon there or anything. Besides so. the F5. Oh, yeah. It's, duh. Yeah, the F5 is way faster than that car. But but still. That's second place. Yeah. At a show with like yeah. other stuff. Yeah. And maybe not so top was, speed. It's not a top speed car. But like the 60 to 130 of a 1200 wheel Supra is going to be faster than a McLaren F1. And that noise, as you oh. know, is going to be... I, yeah, I can't even do it over the microphone, yeah, but okay. look up like two Jay-Z sound compilations yeah. because, man, yeah. compressor surge or turbo flutter, as some people call it, is yes. so cool. Nice. Yeah. So that leads to the question of if you could take home one car from the show, mm-hmm. what would it be? Mm-hmm. We talked about this, and it's the moment of truth. It's yeah. time to... Time to spill the beans. Uh, okay. I'm just going to go with my gut and I'm going to stick with what my answer was at the time uh, on Sunday. But first I want to talk about um, one, of my, one of my favorite modern Ferraris I've, I've only seen in pictures. And this is so rare that there's not even like nice studio pictures of this car because there's been no opportunities to photograph this car. It's only been at events. And I think I've only seen pictures of it at one event prior to this. So every once in a while, Ferrari will do, actually they do this all the time, but they don't always disclose their special projects. They're called SP, special project cars. But at the show, there was a uh, Ferrari SP275 rear wheel uh, RW Competizione. And um, this was the gold car that that I specifically wanted to go see. And it didn't disappoint in person. So this car is based off the F12 Berlinetta. Um, I think it's a beautiful design up until the, ironically, the latest Competizione. I thought it was the best, one of the better looking Ferraris that they've done in recent years. Uh, and that was really special to see. Um, I, I really enjoyed seeing that. However, it's not the car that I would drive off with. The car Whoa. that I would drive off with is a beautiful... I'm pulling it up right now to show you. You remember this? So what, what I'm looking at here is... a. Uh, it's like a beige color. Yeah. 275, correct? Very good. GTB. GTB. Ferrari. Yes, Ferrari. But it has this unique thing that Nathan was talking about. So it's got a very unique rear end in that it's got three lights on each side as opposed to the typical um, two uh, on each side. And then it also has kind of some some chrome accents just tastefully done on the hood and on the um, side 
uh, vents of the car. And first of all, the 275 is one of the greatest design cars of all time, easily. And it's one of my favorite cars. And so for there to be a unique version of one of my favorite cars kind of makes it easy for me. And though it's not going to be the fastest by a long shot, the smell that I, I just got like a whiff of the smell of the car, you know, and it just brought back all these childhood memories of when I had drove, you know, my dad's 275 GTB. <laughs> I'm kidding. When I drove, when, when my, my dad had a, an old Alfa Romeo from uh, 1972 and just the smell of leather combined with oil, combined with gas, combined with, I don't know what else. It, I, I would love the experience of driving that car for sure. It's got a, the, the, you know, amazing V12, um, and high revving, beautiful V12. Um, I think I could look at that car for the rest of my life and not get bored. So, and yeah, it's many, many millions of dollars in value as well. Um, so that's the car that I would take away. So above the F1, above the CLK GTR, above whatever else. That's wow. it. Yeah. How about you? I think if the 275 GTB had twin turbos, I might be <laughs> ready for it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Some people are like like cringing right now. Me included. Yeah. That will never happen. I'll make sure of it. Yeah. Maybe, though. <laughs> okay. Back to our uh, Dream Build episode. Go check that out. We had some crazy conversations about what we would do with money as no option, yeah. including like twin turbo career, GT, F1. Oh, Cra- crazy that. stuff. That I know. Be it hurts amazing. No, yeah. no, no, no. Oh, the oh, twin yeah. turbo Carrera GT. Yeah. And if we we could name it the Carrera GT2 RS. Oh, oh my gosh. That man. would be so cool. Anyways, go wow. check that episode out. It was wow several weeks ago. If so, anyone, hold on real quick. <laughs> if anyone out there has a Carrera GT or two, yeah, and they want to do something very special, give us a give us a call, give us an email, yeah, and we'll we'll get something going. Okay, what's your what's your it. favorite? Okay, I think the one that I would take home. It's tough, but I would probably be between. Ah, uh, there's three, and I'm gonna have to just pick one: the Supra, the nine three five, and the F forty. Oh, crap. There's four. And there was a LaFerrari there. I know which one you're going to do. So, all right. Three, two, one. F40. Yeah, F40, of course. I think yeah. I have to pick you have F40. have to do that one. Yeah. Even though... How can you not? Yeah, I'd be so tempted for the other It's ones, a go-kart. Though. But the F40, yeah, it's so legendary. Triple F just got an F40, and they've been doing really cool media with it. And uh, we're going to do some media with them uh, later on. Triple F Collection. Those guys are cool guys. But, yeah, I think I got to go with F40. Mm-hmm. So, okay, a couple more things that we've got on the agenda here. The Aston Martin Victor. If you don't know what this car is, I need you to stop everything that you're doing right now and go look this up. Top Gear and Mr. JWW, which we'll link both of these below uh, in the description. They have just released test drive videos and review videos of this amazing car. The Aston Martin Victor is a one-off manual. And yes, I just did say manual, manual transmission V12 hypercar. And it is the only modern. And by modern, I mean 
post Holy Trinity. Yeah. Hypercar, which is crazy. And it's a mix of a few different cars. The 177. It's a mix of the Vulcan and some other stuff. The Valkyrie. And the Valkyrie, yeah. Which is three really sick cars. Yeah. The 177 being one of Nathan's favorites. Yes. Which I've never seen in person. Oh, man. I have yet to see one in person. Have you seen one? I don't remember. Because before I I met you, you, I probably wouldn't have been that concerned with it. I feel like you'd remember, though. Yeah, maybe. Probably not, though. Okay, well. So... The Aston Martin Victor, to me, it is one of my favorite cards of all time now. Uh, when it was released, I saw pictures and read about it, and it was cool. But now that I've seen it dry, be driven and heard it via YouTube videos, I can confidently say it's in my top three, maybe top two I mean, it, cars it, it of all time. It hits everything for you. Yes. Front engine, V12, manual. Side pipe, you know, side oh, exit yeah. exhaust, like. But it's a street car. Yeah, it's a street it's car. It's not a full-on race car. And, and by the way, it's a beautiful street yes. car. So so a gorgeous beautiful. body. And the, the color is sick. It's like yeah. British racing it's green. Class, it's classic oh British gosh. car. Yeah, carbon fiber everywhere. And they it, they they sent the engine which out of the one seven seven back to Cosworth to get a little more juice, more ponies, more like horsepower. a lot more. Yeah, eight hundred and thirty naturally aspirated ponies. Oh man. British the, ponies. The gear knob is 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 wood. I mean, it's like the it's wow. Yeah, if, that's if if I was if I was if if I was misinformed, I would think that car's a bald eagle American vehicle, but yeah. it's actually not. It's British horsepower. Yeah, it's kind of classic British though. So they're cool. all about yeah front engine. Oh man. Yeah. Well, a lot sometimes. I mean, if you think about it, like what Aston Martin does. I mean, I mean this in no disrespect at all, but it's kind of like a cla- It's like front end. It's like a Mustang, like yeah. a similar setup, rear wheel drive, yeah, manual or not, I guess. But a really big, powerful engine in the front, just made for crushing long distances. It's a grand touring car, oh, so obviously cool. to much you know different levels of yeah, of, four million dollars, uh, yeah, one off, <clears throat> yeah. Dude, I, I I agree. I mean, I cannot wait to see that car in person. I hope we do. I hope it's at something that we go to in the future. Mr. JWW's review was awesome. He had some great te- details. And mm-hmm. the sound of the engine while he's driving on track is so crazy. Uh, Mr. JWW mm-hmm. also did a Venom F5 review. So definitely check that out as well. Yeah. Uh, we'll link him um, in the description. But... The uh, Top Gear video, they do a little bit of power sliding, and nice. it was really cool to see. Yeah, after watching that one, I think that car moves. So I have like different lists, and sometimes it's like, well, I really want to drive that car, but I don't care about owning it. And then there's some cars that are like, no, it's just my top list of all time. Mm-hmm. This one hits both lists. It's like, no, I really want to drive that thing and own it. What could be above that for you? Because you said in top two yeah. or three. Venom GT is what really like holds Ooh. me back. And I, I only say those cars because they're manual. Manual's mm-hmm. a big thing for me. Yeah. So I would have to have a manual. Yeah. Yeah. And and you mentioned recent hypercars with the manual. Recent's kind of a relative term with the next right. car that I'm going to bring up, which is the Pagani 760 Zonda. Ooh. Yeah. That's open top manual V12. Yeah. I mean, similar ish horsepower numbers. Yeah, I, I think it was like, well, 760. It was like 760. Yeah. Um, That's kind of the only box that the Victor doesn't hit is open top. But, yeah, that's true. But it true. looks so good to me. It that does. I feel like 
open top might not look as good. Well, so design-wise, it was based off of the Aston Martin Vantage from the uh, the eighties, right? Um, yeah, which they did a convertible version of. Ooh. So, any billionaires out there that wants to create a sister car in a convertible to give us an idea of what that could be, please yeah, go for I've it. I've actually been texting my uh, my guy at <laughs> Aston <laughs> Martin. Well, yeah, I've been nice. texting Lance. I okay. mean, not a uh, Lance. Sorry. Uh, oh, Lawrence. Lawrence. Yeah. Oh, have you? Okay. Yeah, good. me and Lawrence have been texting. Yeah. Lawrence Stroll, who bought Aston Martin. That's cool. And, yeah, we've been talking about it. I feel like it just would make so much sense for me to do that. Yeah, that's so you to yeah. do that. Good for you. Convertible Victor. Congrats on uh, that. But we're actually gonna do twin turbos, so it's gonna be twelve hundred <laughs> horsepower. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yes. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. So another cool. car that. Nathan brought up that I actually didn't know about until you told me. Oh, it came out today. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, awesome. so it's breaking the... news. The Rolls-Royce boat tail. Um, now, initially when I saw the news for this come out, again, this is a, uh, I feel like we're, we're plugging this guy's channel a lot, but he, he deserves it. He, it's a great channel. Mr. JWW has a video on this. Um, wow. I, I honestly, when I watched just some of the close-ups of that car, I was kind of speechless. Uh, I, I think it's not something that's going to light the world on fire. So if you if you go looking for this car on the interwebs and you're kind of disappointed, I understand. But from a surface refinement of of the car, the body, it's it's so antithetical to kind of the the modern trends of just more lines just trying to stuff character into every nook and cranny on a car's surface um i don't know it maybe is all those things together is so refreshing and i just i i think it's a beautiful i and two this harkens back to what what's considered to be the golden age of car design which is the uh, late 20s and 30s which is my fit one of my well, that's tough to say as if it's my favorite era of cars, but it's definitely one of my favorite era of cars where you just kind of had this grandeur to to automobiles and automobile design. And I get that in this car, from this car. So what they're doing is three incredible customers came to Rolls-Royce and basically had a, a vision and a dream to create uh, this this car and I, I guess it took four years is what they said which is kind of amazing but um, you can kind of see that it's based loosely off it, it uh, off of um, what is it the drop head coupe the phantom drop head coupe but it, it's it's obviously a, you know a very modern um, version of that whatever chassis and platform they use it's 19 feet long it's 19 feet long and it's the most expensive car in the world ever, ever. It's yeah. $20 million or new, 20 million new pounds. Car. New yeah. Car. Yeah. yeah, which was, they took the throne from Bugatti, uh, which came out. How much was that car? The, the Love Water. Yeah. War. Was that it's 19 like, million? I, thought, I don't know. I thought it was 12 or something. 12 million. Okay. Yeah. So this is now the most expensive new car in the world. There you go. They're all sold. So, so awesome. sorry about that. And like in the in the back, they have, like refrigerated beverages and food and some umbrella. You guys, you guys got to look these pictures up. It's yeah. so cool. But this car is about luxury and elegance. Uh huh. Yeah, it is. Um, I really, really like it. Clearly. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
Would you take this or the victor? Obviously, uh, victor, take the victor for sure. Of course. Victor, yeah, I'll take five victors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So some really new cars coming out, continuing to come out. Um, so exciting times. So crazy. Well, that's about all the time we have today. Thank you so much for listening. Again, thank you to our sponsor today, Turtle Box Audio. Check them out and go to their website. They have a pretty awesome product. And everybody, have a great weekend. Have a solemn Memorial Day. And thank you so much to those who served. Yeah, thanks, guys. We'll see you guys next time. See you next time.